your horses because we won't be needing them. We're talking about boats. You're gonna love the boat conversation. Plus, how to crimp his hair without cramping his style. Plus, the secrets to a diet where you can eat whatever you want. The Plus, several allusions to the hidden bunker we found when we moved into the theater that holds all the secrets of the universe. Welcome to the Dynasty Typecast. Welcome to the fifth episode of the Dynasty Typecast. It wow. is still a Typecast. It is not quite yet a incredible, incredible skyscraper. But you know what? That's fine. It is exactly what it is. Which is the theme of everything we're going through. We are where we are. We are what we are. And now, how do we lovingly, gently allow ourselves to be all the wonderful things that we know we want to become? Um, Unlock I, it, baby. Hi, I'm Jamie Flam. <laughs> and hi, I'm Vanessa Reichland. And welcome to another adventure into what is Dynasty Typewriter and... What's the fuck is going on with this podcast? <laughs> we still don't know, but you're listening to it. And so let's find out what this fifth episode wants to be. Whoa. I want to be a pop song. No. Anyway. <laughs> it wants to be a, a yeah, I'm, dog hit. Mm. Cornbread wants to be the star. My dog is going to bark. I'm going to close the door. We're still going to hear her a little bit. That's fine. And we're going to move on. I'm, People love I, dogs. They're, I think, the, the most popular pet. No, you know what the most popular pet is? Can you hear me? Yeah. Snails. Snails are the most popular pet? I don't have any data. Um, but, but you have an intuition. <laughs> no, somebody brought that up as a top, talking point recently that um, there's a big snail boon in the pet business. And I said, you know, I think that actually speaks to the optimism of humanity because, like, snails are a short-lived pet. If we were having a big, like, parrot boom or a big tortoise boom oh no we're all going to be stuck in quarantine forever but i think people are thinking i'll get my kid a snail to get us through the pandemic so you're serious there's like a boom of snail well i heard i don't even remember who said it but i did hear someone say it and i reacted but i can't i'm not really seeing many people so it's someone i'm related to said this but i haven't fact checked it uh, well, we'll look into it. Uh, and that's what you can depend on, the kind of cutting-edge journalism that I i stay up creating <laughs> at my news office. Snail pet. I'm looking it up. I should have said pet snail. Oh, yeah. Um, no, it's escargot. Pet snail. Snails make fine pets is the first thing. They're easy <laughs> to keep and need not to be taken for a walk. <laughs> Besides, they're also very interesting to observe, which is why a terrarium with snails can also be very... You, I'm, I'll say thank you for my birthday. You got me oh, a terrarium. Oh, you're welcome. I got I you actually, a Actually, you got me a snail. <laughs> snail habitat, and I didn't even know it. 
if you wanted to have snails, I think it could be great for you. Uh, I think it would be the number one thing um, that I would use. Actually, this is a quick little tangent. I got busted for having pot by the police in um, college. I think my Mm -hmm. second year of college. Um, It was not yet legal. Very cool. I was probably, I think I was wearing a leather jacket. Oh my gosh. um, I had my hair slicked back. (laughs) But I, yeah, I was um, busted for having weed in Santa Barbara um, after a radio show. But my dad and my parents were, they, they weren't big stoners or drug addicts. (laughs) They they ate pot once and um, they said they laughed a lot, but, um, but he, they were so to them, it was the gateway. It was the marijuana was going to ruin my brain. And Mm -hmm. so my dad bought, someone walked into his locksmith shop, they're, they're former drug addicts selling terrariums to raise money for like an anti-drug program, I believe. I don't and believe it. I'm not falling for that. <laughs> my dad bought it for me. So this, the terrarium you got me is my second terrarium. But the first one came with a note saying, before you smoke that next doobie, which I thought was Aww. really sweet use of doobie, um, look at this terrarium and don't let your... Don't become life. a terrarium salesman. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically it. I don't want my son to be a terrarium salesman. I mean, that's a pretty noble line of work, I think. Door-to-door terrarium salesman? Yeah. Everyone should have an ecosystem within their ecosystem. How delightful. Unless you're... You get to be God to a bunch of idiot snails. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um, yeah, I got a great new terrarium. Thank you very much. You're welcome. It's for building miniature worlds, not for snails. For those who think like this was all a plan for me to get Jamie a snail. (laughs) I didn't never think about it. And that's what we wanted to talk about um, on this probably very short episode of a podcast, but um, was building worlds. And you literally did. You you bought me the terrarium and you sent me some uh, like miniature trees and... um, like a ground mod. covering yeah yeah to, to start building a world and that's what we talk about constantly because that's all we want to do uh, you know cr- creation is what we're as critical uh, creation is critical was uh, one of the major themes that we really hit on in the last week um, and it's absolutely true we only are happy when we are creating this goes for us certainly in creating dynasty and making all the things we want Arguably, it's it could be said maybe for all of humanity. They're just constantly we create, yeah, creation as it can get biblical. I don't know. I'm I'm kind of stumbling a little bit because I'm well, so excited. I, I think that the yeah, this is a good how organic this all is. So I know. Yeah, I love it. Um, creation and creative is critical. Building little worlds, the importance of play. I mean, last week, if you listened to our episode, we were kind of down in the dumps, feeling really heartbroken, but still, as we generally are, having faith in the mission and all the things. But this week, you find us slightly processing the heartbreak in a positive way, moving forward. And I think as we were sort of taking inventory of ourselves, a really honest inventory of our strengths and weaknesses, um, of which there are many in all the categories, 
I think we came to a lovely new point, which is like more comfortably owning both of those and, and to try to, um, you know, help each other almost as accountability partners. If we start to get down on ourselves or up on ourselves to just remember ever, there's such a flow and to just tap into it. And also, yeah, for us, the, the strengths are in play and creation and the spirit of improvisation. And another way this is cool is the day last week, a week from tomorrow, um, we had Reggie Watts teaching an improv class on our Enchantiversity, which is a thing that exists. <laughs> yeah, so we created a school called the Enchantiversity. We have offered to this point, I think, four total classes, um, one of which was last week. It was Reggie Watts, um, the performer um, that we love. Um, I'm, you look him up if you don't know who he is. Um, but um, he's just- Comedy Bang creative. Bang, James yes. Gordon. And he's also like such a patron of the arts in general. He's always been such a champion of ours and I'm sure countless other small venues and artists, just like a person that truly believes in the necessity of art and the magic of it. And- yeah, we we didn't. He was going to do an online one on one off class on improvisation from the theater. And if you're familiar with his work, you know that he it, it's not improv in the way I think that a comedy brain would think of what improvisation is like with a team and and jokes and it's it's he's a, and beer. Yeah, and beer and a hoodie. Um, he he just is really in the moment in all of his shows, and he mostly improvises his performance be they musical or spoken he has he's just like he really can embody the spirit yeah of... he just he lives his life the life of an improviser um, yeah which is arguably the best way to live it's just listening and um anyway it was totally fit into these themes that have been hitting us a lot in the last few weeks but um so he's doing he, he wanted to do this one-off uh, class just called it improv we had no idea what to expect and he was doing it at the theater which is super exciting yeah because obviously there's not much happening there now so just to have the energy of a performer um like him in the space that was no audience class. in the space just streaming from the space for those of you worried if you're freaking out right now uh, i would be i'd be like wait are they bad people no it was very safe it was just him there um with our tech in the booth but, but it was so the, magical. It was basically just an hour of Reggie telling his story, how he got into comedy and music and how the spirit of improv has served him throughout his career. And of course, you know, Vanessa and I were texting back and forth. There was, it was such excitement and just, it was a perfect timing for all the kind of like the emotions of the last um, several weeks. Um, it was just nice to see this thing happening through dynasty and the um, comments were, were like, um, people were so involved and so on the same page and it was really inspiring. And Reggie, what he put together was just this tremendously earnest and vulnerable talk on the spirit of improv and, and how it can be integrated into life and performance and how you can use it to to keep your days interesting and your mind engaged and to challenge yourself and to also release yourself from other challenges. And it was just so special watching it and um, 
you know, texting with the team about it and texting with you about it. And I was, I was like shocked by the whole thing. Well, yeah, you texted me saying this is, we were like, this is so, I'm so, we're just so excited that it was just happening at all. But yeah, Vanessa, you texted something like, I can't believe I'm even associated with this. And <laughs> I had the same feeling, but I texted back. It's like, this isn't just an association. This is a class that's happening through Dynasty Typewriter, the name of a theater that we opened, through something called the Enchantiversity, which is a school that we've started. <laughs> and it was this just amazing just reminder um, that we kind of created this into existence. I mean, I guess it could be said about anything, but... Uh, well, it's... Like, it, I think that, it's a... A reminder, too, that it's not I'm big on this sort of wind metaphor lately, and I don't know where I came from, from, but it's it's so easy to see, like, look at our sailboat and think that's where the world starts and ends. But it's like, no, it's the wind you catch in your sail and where you go with it. And so this is not in no way to take credit for, you know, Reggie's inspiration or energy or anything. But it is a beautiful reminder that keeping your sail open and pointing yourself in your right direction. Like your instincts, your intuition will point your nose in the direction of the wind. And then amazing things can happen that ripple out and out and out. And your, your art isn't necessarily about what you are even making, but it might be about the doors you are opening that um, allow things into the world. And it felt so special to remember that even in um, trying times, you may be opening doors, you know? Yeah, and I think you, you hit on it because it's like no way to take credit for uh, Reggie's immense talent. No, but, um, re- whatever you're doing, it's like as long as like you, like you said, like um, our building with your intuition, like just that everything is connected, and we're creating the um, just even the platform for these things to happen, and creating the situations um, for these things to happen. It was just exciting because in that moment we were especially in a time when we're questioning so much about what's happening, like just keep creating your worlds. And, um, and sometimes your world, yeah, your world provides you the medicine you need. Like that was the, that was the, I think what I even meant when I was like, I can't believe I'm associated with this because we'd had such a, a rough little time. And I was watching this thing that was inspiring me. And I, I had the feeling of being so removed from it because I was, feeling like such an excited student just watching it, you know, like, I love this. What is this? And then it's like, oh, if I was to look it up, I would end up on the Dynasty typewriter website. Like, and it just felt so magical. And I, I think that you and I have both had a lot of those me little moments in the last week, um, from documentaries we've been watching. Jamie's been super inspired by Grateful Dead documentary on Amazon. And then we both watched the Dolly Parton documentary on Netflix. That's really lovely. And, and then just little moments of um, lovely timing in our own dynasty world. But the message that we want to give to everyone, including ourselves right now, which is the day of an election in this really insane year where unlike any time in humanity we've all like abandoned our lives uh, everyone is in a, you know different places of need and want and fear and it's so charged and today is feeling like very traumatic and 
I don't even dare feel excited, but the reminder from all the things and the spirit of improvisation and Dolly Flarp and Parton <laughs> is that there is a great deal that we have control over in our own little worlds, which is like, we can create our own reality. We can, you know, walk the walks we want to be. We can try things differently every day. We can create our own challenges and, and we can play. We can just commit to finding the playfulness and to, to being the support for someone we love or being the levity for them or being their wind or catching their wind. Like there's so much give and take when you're open, open to receiving all of that. And that is not to downplay the, I think, you know, treacherous results of if this election goes in favor of Trump or I don't know this. I hope I listen back to this and think, Oh, it was so freaked out for nothing, but I feel so worried right now. And so it's certainly not to downplay the amount of civil rights that are on the table and um, suffering and pain that could come from this legislation carrying on. But it is a reminder of like the human spirit likes to make things. And there are more like-minded people out there that if we connect, we're more powerful and we can work together to just give give gifts that we didn't even know we were buying and wrapping until somebody opens them. I love that. And it's something I don't know if we've talked about. I mean, we've only done this in our fifth episode. So maybe I'm repeating myself, but <laughs> guess what? It doesn't matter. Um, but sometimes Vanessa and I, you know, like we, we will look and be like, everything that's been created is in spite of, you know, all the roadblocks that we kind of, perceive or or actually feel like we're putting out there for ourselves um but remembering even when even when times are so tough even when we're like feel like the, the weight of the world is on our shoulders even through a pandemic and all these things like th this belief and this idea that there's still some part of our intuition that is guiding us to the right place mm -hmm. that in and i think that again that reggie class um was like just a reminder of like somehow because we've really been struggling in so yeah. many ways for like somehow these things are continue to happen and i think that's true probably for for most everybody like there's still something that's whether it's a small flicker of hope or some flicker of what we're capable of or, or what's possible in our lives that's keeping us going just enough and it could be such a small sliver but one day when things are feeling better like it's a reminder that they don't, you don't get to that without something guiding you through the the treacherous trenches of whatever you're going through. So, and absorbing that. I mean, you know, I think that we ditched when I was talking about that. We had a a rambling conversation a few minutes ago, but there, the feeling of like, yeah, there's going to be painful stuff, but to to really release it bury the dead, put it in the soil, turn it into compost and rise from it. And that's not just the act of releasing things that don't serve you or just the act of being done with stuff. I don't mean it like that at all, but it is really get the medicine from the things, you know, um, you don't have to keep using them in the same way. You can let go of stuff and just know that the dark times or the, the difficulties and all that it is, feeding you something that will turn into, you know, your next great thing. Yeah. 
and maybe i mean we can i think this is great never mind anyway uh we were talking last week too about oh i see i'm losing my train did you just want to end it we can end it no well we probably i think we've i think we said a lot of stuff i think this <laughs> i mixed a metaphor really... i know i keep seeing you want that at it um i think i Really hate that I had this like sailboat metaphor and also doors opening and closing. No, no, they're great classic metaphors, I think. But to put them in the same world was confusing. But you can imagine it as a very cool mystical landscape of an ocean with doors into other oceans. I think that's great. And we wouldn't have got there without a little bit of a um, question. Self-hatred, I believe. <laughs> to the rescue again. It's sort of like a Dali painting, you know? Mm, it's mm-hmm. surreal. It's exciting. It's what is it? Uh, yeah, I guess I'm just going to give up on trying to track down the thought I had. But uh, Was it just... about composting things? or I do think it was, actually. I thought that's when oh, I saw oh, your I eyes. I do. I figured out. Yeah. Yeah, good memory. It was the composting. I, but I think, Vanessa, you and I, the last... Um, few days especially with with just the weight of so many things like have been, we spend hours talking yeah through it and i think we're just committed to you know just figuring these things out but i think as part of evolution it's it's just getting quicker with the composting mm-hmm. like to, to me that right right now resonates is it's like burying the dead quicker and composting it quicker to get to the next thing. And that yes. takes time. And some people are just maybe naturally better at that. But for us, it's, um, it's, it's taking this long, but we're just getting, we're seeing, I think a, a faster turn, turnaround. Um, well, cause I think you and I can get stuck in that sort of, um, old school morning phase where we're like, you know, wailing and wearing all black for a long time. And, and I think we're trying to get that down to a casserole brunch. You know, I used to wear an all black uh, leather jacket. Oh, what? Back when you got busted? Yeah, for when I would do drugs. drugs. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. so cool. Yeah, thanks. Um... <laughs> Anything else? No, no, just that. <laughs> um, so, if you have any incense, uh, Break it out right now. Break, you're going to need some sort of fire. Maybe you have a match. Um, another it looks like thing. it's all covered on Jamie's end from the smoke billowing <laughs> around him. <laughs> it is, if you don't it. have any incense, Jamie did some for you. Don't worry. <laughs> and as we await the results of an election, which by the time this podcast is published, we probably still won't have the, yep. the results. But... Uh, as we await the the this uh, um, the results of an election that could very well impact the history or the future of mankind, <laughs> um, <sighs> we I guess the main message we wanted to impart is that you ultimately create your own worlds and you make your, your own reality. world you like and the things that are in your world that you don't like usher them out gently and swiftly and usher things in it is never too late that's something you hear like old people say um and they're saying it because they're like god i wish i did this (laughs) and also just realizing that life is absurd so yeah wear the damn wig or 
paint the wall the crazy color or, you know, yeah, just be the thing you want to be and encourage those around you to be their own things because there's no point in trying to be anything else. And it could be really fun to dig deeper into the fantasy of yourself. Like right now? Oh, I'm God. Becoming, uh, <laughs> oh, unicorn snail! <laughs> whoa, whoa! I never thought I could fly slash swim like this. A unicorn snail would be really cute. It really would be. And I got oh. just the place to put it. No! <laughs> <laughs> Is that my butt off? No, that was the snail. <laughs> but I, I like that you eyes. were... I like that you you were your butthole's advocate in that moment. Like, I don't want a unicorn snail up there. Yeah. Well... That's a mo- the most beautiful ending I've ever heard. And totally organic. Oh my gosh. It's like we're at Whole Foods. <laughs> <laughs> this was a podcast you were a listener. Now we're together forever. This, this was, was a podcast. podcast. You were the listener and now we're together forever. Episode 5, most fun I ever had in my life. Episode 5. <laughs> <laughs> Episode 5 was the best time in my life. Watch the Grateful Dead documentary on Amazon Prime. <laughs> and don't forget about me, I'm Dolly Parton. You have to pitch correct that oh, so will. that it sounds like her. Because I think that everything other than the pitch was really good. <laughs> Yeah, I can do that. That's a wrap. Maybe? It was lovely. I will come what may. <laughs> uh, it's getting it's getting dark. It's it is getting dark earlier. Let's uh let's go to sleep and hope the the world is still here when we wake up. Or maybe we wake up in the cool ocean with doors. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a cool way to end it. And then the seascape and do- creaking doors. Keep going. I feel like I could do that for two hours, like rocking back and forth. There's no rules to podcasting. This could be two more hours. Episode five, I'm glad you're mine. Episode five, you made me feel alive. Episode five, well, now and forever, it's the best episode of a podcast ever in the world. Never in the world. <laughs> ever in the world. Ever in the world. world. Yeah, we can stop. Plus, is that a vagina or a new hat? What is the conversation about that?
I'm going to show you two pictures, Vanessa. You tell me if this is a vagina or a new hat. New hat. Vagina. Wait, I don't know. 